Welcome to Dinking Out Loud, where we help you to become a more effective pickleball player. You'll hear game-changing interviews with the sport's best players and coaches while getting actionable tips and strategies you can implement to rapidly improve your pickleball game. Now here's your host, Trey Sizemore. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for uh, joining us today on Dinking Out Loud. It's great to have you. Hi, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you had joined me as one of the featured speakers back at the World Pickleball Summit that I did a couple of years ago on the subject of finding an ideal partner. And that was one of the really good sessions that we did during that. So I really appreciate that. And that, that seems like forever ago. It does. It seems like a really long time. Absolutely. So for folks that maybe are not familiar with you yet, can you talk a little bit about, you know, your background and, and getting started with pickleball, like how you got involved in it and, and when you sure. started? So I started playing about five years ago. Unlike a lot of pickleball players, I don't have a background in a racket sport, but I started playing. My daughter was playing soccer in Bamford Park in Davie, and I would drop her every day at practice and, and watch. And then one of my friends posted on Facebook to come play pickleball there. So I went and I checked it out. And then after that, I never put the paddle down. I couldn't wait for soccer (laughs) practice. (laughs) So I was teaching at that time and I was taking off a lot of Fridays so that I could go play in tournaments all around Florida. I had a great time doing that and I learned a lot. And I think in 2017, I ran my first tournament and trips. So I had already been playing at the pro level at that time. And so I wanted to try and see if I could kind of make it in the pickleball world without having to continue teaching as well in a school. So I started with just one trip and one tournament that in 2017. And after that, I decided to take a professional sabbatical leave. And so I could really focus more on the pickleball and The one trip that I did then, which was 2017, now in, you know, this upcoming year, I've had more than 10 trips. So it's come a long way from then. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's definitely something I want to talk to you about here shortly and and get a little bit deeper into because it's fascinating because you kind of are living the dream in the sense that I know so many people listening are like, wow, that would, you know, I'd love to be able to just, you know, play and play at the level you do. You mentioned some of the things already that you're involved in with the the trips and directing tournaments and such. So, I mean, you're, you're all in at this point. I mean, it's like, it really is so much of what you do centers around it. I'm sure, you know, you're having a blast doing it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I just got my website up and running, lucykitcher.com. That's something that I've been working on for a while. When I started, you know, I don't really know how to do any of that stuff. So I just was started small. And now Jay, a pickleball player, helped me get that together. And so that's up and running now. So I think now the players are going to really be able to see how the trips go and what we do and see how much fun that we have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was... uh checking out that site. It looks really good. So we'll definitely be putting a link to that in the show notes for yeah. people. And Excellent. Yeah. And there's a contact form on there. So if they wanted to be added to the list to get emails and information when I add trips, then that's on there as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, one thing you'd mentioned early is you were talking about, you know, 
transitioning over and really getting into pickleball and getting very serious about it and started playing tournaments and obviously have been very successful, but starting playing tournaments a few years ago. There's so many people I talk to that, that play that really enjoy it. They play for the fun of it. They think, oh, you know, maybe I, I don't know if tournaments is something really I want to do. When did you know? When did it kind of click for you that you were like, this is something I'd like to go and play in a competitive way against other people and maybe compete for medals and those types of things? I mean, did it just kind of click with you one day that that was going to happen or how did that start? (laughs) Well, I think it started out that we were more doing it as a group from our club and it was just fun. It wasn't so serious. You know, in the beginning, we didn't know a lot of the rules and we just went and the places and it was kind of like a mini vacation. So that's how it started. Then I started playing with better players and being asked to play higher level tournaments. So when I started doing that, then I I really started having a lot more fun. And that's something we had talked about when we talked about partners, finding the right partners. You know, you have to figure out, you know, why you want to play pickleball. Is it for a lot of people, it really is just for fun and you can still go to tournaments and it can just be fun. Or you can go to tournaments and you can be really serious about it and you want to improve and move up in the ranks. And for some people, that's fun. So, For somebody looking to improve, right? Maybe they plateaued where they're playing. You know, they, they really enjoy it and they're having a good time. But did you find at that time when, when you and the, and the group you were playing with started doing tournaments that it had a material impact in your game? I mean, did you notice that you know, just as a result of doing that, you just started playing better over time or? As a result of playing in the tournaments? Yeah, playing tournaments, like just playing against the level of players and maybe the, you know, you're having fun, but maybe the serious division with it. Yeah. I think that's the case at the higher level. When I started playing in tournaments at the higher level, that was Mm kind of when I got to practice at that level in the beginning. So yeah, in that sense, for me, it got me to be able to play with players at the higher level but oftentimes you see players who you know they really want to play with the better players but then when it comes time for a tournament they play almost (laughs) down a level (laughs) so for me I would rather go and play the best players and not win than you know not at least give it a shot (laughs) yeah yeah you're right so so many times it's people just looking to get on the metal stand or do well and playing down a level versus yeah playing up and improving your game and learning that's a great point you know like like we talked about at the outset there's so many things that you're involved in in the pickleball space and want to touch on on each of those and and one of the things given the pandemic this past year it's been such a crazy year and a lot of tournaments were, were stopped for a while as you know safety precautions and such but people found ways to, you know, continue to give and share and improve their games. And and I know one of the things that I saw you were doing during the time was doing these Facebook videos and sharing yeah. your knowledge with others. How did that start out? Well, when we started that we had to be home every day, you know, I wanted to try and give people something to do while they were at home. So it started off, you know, my daughter and I set up a net in our living room and moved all the furniture out of the way. But I think I did it for about 45 days. You know, we try and find a different tip to share every day and give players something to think about. A lot of times when we do the clinics, we find you're almost on overload. You have to kind of go back when you go away from the clinic, you have to 
try and figure out what's the most important thing you need to work on and just keep working on that until you fix that. And then, you know, and then try and find something else to work on. So it kind of broke it down into to all the different pieces. So players could just focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a way, I'm sure, for you to, to share your knowledge, like you said, and, and give back and stay doing something you really enjoy doing. And, and so many people I know benefited from watching those as well, too, and picking up things and things they could work on. Uh, it's also useful when people come on my trips because they sometimes forget what they've learned. So they can mm-hmm. kind of go back and look at the videos and a lot of that stuff we cover on the trips, too. So it's a good reminder for them. Well, that's, that's a good segue then. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you, you do these pickleball trips. Would love to talk more about, you know, how often they're being done. And especially now that maybe we're opening up a little bit more and not as restrictive as it were. Some of the destinations, you know, that you go to zero zero stay is the kind of umbrella in the, in the website that now moving over to your own lucykitcher.com. But maybe talk a little bit about, you know, Zero Zero Stay and some of the places like the club meds and Cancuns and things you do and how that started. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I said I started in 2017. I just had one trip then. Every year I add a few more trips, but they all get full. So I keep adding more and more. <laughs> so I think the key to the success has been that it's affordable. So my five-day trips are $6.99 a person. The international ones are $100 more. And sometimes in the season here in Florida, it's $100 more as well. But it doesn't sound super cheap. But when you think about what's included, it really is a good deal. They get all their accommodation, the food, drink, alcoholic and non-alcoholic while they're at the resort, all the pickleball instruction and all the activities around the resort. There's a ton of other things to do besides pickleball. Even during the pandemic, they have kayaking and paddle boarding and and gym classes and a gym and a spa and all, all kinds of stuff happening there. So my goal was to really try and give players something affordable because there's so many players who really haven't had any formal instruction and it's a good opportunity for them to improve their skills and have fun at the same time. If you look at a clinic, you know, you could pay $500 for a three-day clinic where you do the clinic, you still have to pay for your accommodation. You've got to book a room, you've got to get your food, get your drinks and get everything else. And none of that is included. And that's just for three days usually. And so this for five days, I think is a really good deal. It's a great deal. I first time I came across it, I looked at it. I was like, okay, either that's a typo or I need to kind of read (laughs) in a little bit because maybe it's like doesn't include what I think. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, how is she doing this? I'm not going to people. People say that too, you know, you need to raise the price. And, you know, after they come, they're like, we didn't realize it was going to be so good because it was so cheap. But we do a lot of pickleball every day from 8 to 12. Pretty much everybody comes. It's not mandatory, but everybody comes every day from 8 to 12. And then after lunch, some people just go off and enjoy the resort, especially if we're at a location, an international location, but especially in Florida. And sometimes some people abroad will come back in the afternoon and we'll do open play and a king of the court as well. So in the morning, I arrange everybody by skill level And I don't just decide what skill level they are. We do a ladder league each morning. So they play three games with the the group of four that they're with. And if they win, they kind of move up. And if they lose, they move down so that they're every day playing with some different players. But at the same time, they're still playing with people who are at their level. 
So it makes it fun for everybody. Yeah, that's tremendous. Absolutely. And the the locations where you're doing this, like you mentioned, there's, you know, locations in Florida, there's international locations and, and really you know, very nice international locations, you know, Cancun yeah. and I've seen Turks and Caicos, like, and you've got some scheduled already for, for this year. I mean, how's that working out now with the pandemic and things letting up? So I had to cancel a couple of international trips last year, but this year we've, I've just had trips in October, November, December, January, February, and I have one in March. And then we don't do it in the summer because it gets a little hot here in Florida. So that's when I'll do some more of the international ones. But I didn't schedule it for 2021 because I'm not comfortable taking a group abroad right now. Yeah. So now we have our next season coming up here will be from September. And believe it or not, I mean, I just started advertising recently and already three of the trips are almost full for going into 2022. So I do have Turk scheduled for 2022 and the rest of Florida for now, but I will have dates for Punta Cana and Cancun, Costa Rica coming up very shortly. Very nice. Yeah. And that, that is something to keep in mind is that these things do fill up fast. And I've gone to the site and looked and it's like sold out, sold out. So if you know people are thinking about doing it and taking advantage of this great opportunity, you know, definitely if you have an opening, take it because next week it may not be there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's fantastic. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Going back to to talk a little bit about your role as a tournament organizer, because that kind of morphed out you were playing and, and had the opportunity to do some organizing tournaments. And maybe talk a little bit too about kind of how that started, you know, maybe your first tournament that you did and and for folks that maybe have never really seen that side of it right they've gone and participated but don't really know like what's involved with that because you were doing several a year like what's that like yeah so I kind of fell into it coach Russell was doing a lot of tournaments here in South Florida and he just decided he wasn't going to do it anymore so you know we all love the tournament so I just decided I would do it so that everybody had tournaments to play in Now things are changing and there's a lot more tournaments being offered. I probably will do less tournaments and and more trips because for me, it's a little bit more fun, but on my side of it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) There's a lot of emails is the worst thing. There's so many emails involved in a tournament. It's a lot of work, a lot of changes to be made, you know, problems with the software, things like that. So I mean, I would recommend anyone who hasn't played in a tournament would give it a go at least to do it once and see, you know, people don't realize that there are different skill levels and and age levels. So you're not going to be playing with the pros. You're going to be playing with the same, you know, if you're 60 plus, you're going to be playing with all the other 60 plus or, you know, whatever your age group is. So it's definitely a, a good experience. You know, some people love it and to play in tournaments every weekend and some people will do it once and, and never do it again, but you've got to give it a go so that you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having been organizer for so many tournaments, you know, you mentioned some of the, the bad parts of it, you know, with all the, the communications and logistics and all the email, mm-hmm. the floods of emails, I'm sure, like you said, that, that you get with it. What's the best part of doing it? 
Well, I think the best part would be watching the players have fun and, you know, the atmosphere is really great. You know, you never please everybody, but, you know, if I have a tournament of 500 people and 499 are happy, then I'm I'm pretty happy. (laughs) So everybody coming and the environment, the atmosphere and the appreciation of everybody and, you know, watching how happy they are when they, they are successful. And it, it's probably one of those things where when you're doing it right, nobody really thinks much about it and doesn't really understand what all goes into it, right? It's only when there are little snafus and snags that any of that comes to light. But I imagine it's a ton of work to to put these things together and uh, tournament <laughs> organizers like yourself. I mean, it's... <laughs> well, you know, you I think you'd be surprised. So in everything else in life, you really don't hear from people unless it's negative. But actually, you know, there isn't a tournament that goes by that I don't get a lot of positive feedback as well. You know, the people actually leave and say, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. People come to the tournament, to the event desk and say, remember me? I'm the one who sent all these emails about whatever. I'm like, no, I really, I can't remember. (laughs) There were so many other people doing the same thing. You really weren't any trouble. But it's really nice. I think that says a lot for the pickable community that people take the time to to go away and do that. That's great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not surprising, I guess, but it's so nice to hear that uh, you know people are appreciative and recognize all the the work that goes into it. So that's fantastic. So Lucy, outside of pickleball, we've been talking about all your activities within pickleball. When you're not playing pickleball, <laughs> there's other. <laughs> sports that you enjoy, you know, activities outside of pickleball that uh, you do and anything that maybe helps your pickleball game? Well, outside of pickleball, I didn't do it much before, but this year during the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of bike riding. But what I really love to do since I spend so much time at Club Med is I love the trapeze. And The only connection I could say would be that you need to have good core strength. And I think in pickleball, having good core strength helps you be balanced. And you need to be well balanced when you're you're hitting your shots. Absolutely. So traditionally, you think about doing things like uh, planks and trunk twists and, and crunches, but, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Trapeze. So are you pretty good now? Can you like flip through the air or like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done it enough times that I am pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. So you're not scared of heights at all or. No, when I was 11 or so, I did gymnastics for a few years and also some trampolining. So I have a a good background for that. (laughs) Absolutely. I was going to say, that sounds like you'd be a natural at doing the trapeze. That's a lot of fun. Awesome. I've seen it before. When I lived in California, they had it at, uh, I'm trying to remember where it was, one of the piers out there. It wasn't Santa Monica, I don't think. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it looked like people were having a lot of fun with that. So that's very cool. But yeah, good core (laughs) strength, uh, critical to, you know, playing better really can only help you in that regard. So you have the opportunity to do some uh, trapezing thumbs up from Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you you coach so many players, you know, throughout the years. You, you know, you've been playing for a number of years against the highest level of competition. I know it's hard to kind of distill that down into one or two little nuggets, but I guess if you're talking to somebody that is looking to improve their game, is there a tip or two that you could provide, you know, maybe just more generally or more specific around focusing on technique, focusing on strategy, maybe the mental game? I mean, is there something you typically share with people when they're looking to to pick your brain? Well, from the clinics that I do at Club Med, I found that there are so many things that players really just don't know. So many players have never played a paddle sport before, and often they haven't had any kind of formal instruction. So, for example, court positioning, where you are on the court is really important, but players need to have it pointed out to them as the ball's sailing down their line that they're in the wrong position and they're going to buy into it. Also, a lot of players want to hit all the balls, taking their partner's shot, basically. And I think it's a big eye-opener for players to realize that the best shot is sometimes not hitting the ball, letting their partner hit it. And I guess one more thing, probably the most important thing would be that the key is consistency. So pickleball is a game of percentages. You have to get the ball over the net and on the court every time. And if you do that, you're going to win. You have to try and make an unattackable shot, of course, but really consistency, getting the ball over the net every time, I think is the biggest key to pickleball. Yeah. Kind of, you know, live for one more shot and yeah, just, you know, get it back. Highest percentage. Fantastic. Yeah. Great advice. Definitely things for people to keep in mind when they're going out there and uh, hitting the courts. That's fantastic. So in the end here, this has been great. Really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all of this. We'll put some of this in the show notes as well. But if people want to reach out to you, you'd mentioned you now have the the new site that's up, lucykitcher.com. And I think there's also Instagram and other channels they can reach out to you on. Is that right? Yes. Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Lucy Kitcher Pickleball is my Facebook page. And also email 00stay at yahoo.com. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. People should check that out. Look at some of these trips that are coming up and uh, take advantage of those and get to have some fun and play, you know, pickleball at the same time, get some great instruction. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people book to come and then they tell their friends and then their friends from their club come and then it's even more fun. So yeah, definitely check it out. Fantastic. Well, again, Lucy, thanks so much for uh, joining here today and sharing all this great information with the listeners. It's always great talking with you. You're welcome. Great to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to Dinking Out Loud with Trey Sizemore. Please visit us at pickleballhut.com for more great resources.